Hello, and welcome to Friends for Life, a podcast of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod's National Mission. We're here to come alongside you as we journey through life under the cross. What does it look like to care for our neighbors in body and soul? How do we tend to our own body and soul? How can we speak up for life? And finally, how do we share the faith with the next generation? Join us as we have these conversations and learn together. We hope you'll stick around and be our friends for life. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Steph Nugebauer, here with my favorite co-host, Deaconess Dr. Tiffany Manor. Tiffany, it's so great to be here with you today. It is. This is a great season we've got planned, and I'm so excited to be a part of this first episode of it. Yes. So we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, um, and for a good reason. We have been preparing some really good content for you, our listeners, and we just wanted to take some time to introduce the what and the why behind this season on human sexuality and God's good design for sex and gender. So, Tiffany, why did we decide to do a season on sexuality? Yeah, this is such an important topic in our world today, and it is affecting people of all ages and stages of life. And so, you know, kind of continually throughout the church, people are, are asking for resources and for help dealing with, with topics um, that are, are sexuality in nature. So it's very important to our listeners that they understand what's happening in the culture, that they understand the Christian response to all of these questions about sexuality, uh, gender identity, um, even things like you know pornography, use of, of pornography, and how Christians ought to um, respond and, and talk to the people around them on these topics. So you know, again, there's this great cry from the church for help on these topics. And I think that, Steph, you've lined up some really smart people to talk with about this. And of course, you're a really smart person, too. You've done a lot of reading and, and research. Um, so I think it's going to be just a fantastic series. Um, and it, it's great. People can listen to it at the pace that they, they want. All of the episodes are going to drop all at once and they can digest it slowly or, you know, kind of like, what, binge listen <laughs> to the episodes if they want. Yeah. You know, we at uh, National Mission, you in life ministry and then in health ministry have been getting a lot of emails, correspondence, questions about how does the church handle this issue? And especially as it's pretty much ever changing in terms of adding, you know, letters to LGBTQ plus. So we need to be armed with a good, compassionate and gracious response because we have the truth and we want to share it but to do that with gentleness and to do it with respect for our neighbors. So that's the goal. Guests you know, that we have, they are all Lutherans. They're all going to be talking about scripture, God's good design for male, female sexuality. But they have some different approaches. You know, things like how um, this society use things like, like therapy, um, conversion therapy. Can someone who is homosexual become heterosexual or do they struggle with same-sex attraction? for the rest of their lives. And while we're, as the LCMS, you know, grounded biblically and certainly confess God's truth, there, there are things that Scripture doesn't tell us. Scripture is very clear on sexual sins. Uh, we've got passages, you know, like in Genesis chapter 19, Leviticus chapter 18, Leviticus chapter 20, and then in the New Testament, you know, Romans chapter 1, um, it hits the clear confession that God creates people to be men, creates people to be women. There's there's two sexes. And the act of sexual intercourse is restrained to marriage. We see that in 1 Corinthians as well. So all of our listeners will confess those truths, 
but there's you know some other perspectives that impact our world today that they're going to have um, some variety of approaches. And it's really a, a good idea for listeners to discuss these issues with their pastors, to um, you know explore what God's Word says. And we've got you know, Bible studies that will point out books um, along the way that will be helpful in that regard. Yeah, and as you touched on the many scripture passages that comment on our sexuality, the answer to the question, why do Christians care so much, especially if this seems to be such a personal issue, a very quote-unquote private issue, why are Christians so firm, especially conservative Christians, so firm in their stance on marriage between a man and a woman and sexual intercourse to be between a married husband and wife? Well, it's because the scriptures are very clear on these things, and our guests do a really good job of diving into scripture to unpack this. But you know, Romans 12, I, I see as kind of a, a banner for this whole conversation, which is Paul's writing that in view of God's mercy, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, which are holy and pleasing to God, and that this is our spiritual act of worship. And since we have been redeemed, we no longer conform to the patterns of this world, but through the Holy Spirit, he renews our hearts, our minds, and even our actions. So that's what we'll be leading with in this conversation. I think it's important, though, before people carry on with the rest of this season to offer some disclaimers of what our season can provide and what it can't fully encompass. And one of those is that, you know, we have six episodes here. We can't possibly touch on every facet of every issue that involves human sexuality. We just can't. We know that what we're offering is limited, but we hope that it's a launching point for listeners to have further discussions within their own homes, their families, in their churches, because the church should be talking about these things. Certainly more can be said. Again, this is just a starting point for thinking about these things through a theological lens. Uh, we also have the the very real constraint of time. And so each episode is a little bit shorter, about uh, 40 minutes in, in length. So we realize that we can't fully undertake all of what's surrounding the issue of homosexuality or transgenderism. But uh, we're a place to start. We have to start somewhere, and the church has to be talking about these. We also know that every single situation has its own nuance and its own set of circumstances. And so we realize that, yes, these situations are, in fact, situational, and that we encourage families who are personally impacted to reach out and involve their pastors, to reach out and to involve Christian counselors and therapists who can come alongside and walk through this with them. We also want to offer the final disclaimer that this season, it handles all of these issues, I think, with respect and with a gospel tone, but it may not be suitable for the littlest of ears as um, these are some really heavy and adult topics that we take on. We are talking with professionals who uh, use kind of common language. It's not anything coarse. There's not going to be anything really that you'd be horrified for your grandmother to hear. But for younger children, this is not going to be suitable content. And, um, you know, it, it's important that we use accurate language. And, and again, everything is essentially G. It's not like we're, we're getting graphic or anything. But the, the language you know, it could be a confusing topic. Um, and, and so, you know, as we think about who the listeners should be, um, it, it's also good that we, you know, even just think about in, in general how we can talk about 
with children. And so there's going to be some great suggestions for parents to talk with their children, um, maybe just not have the children listening in. You know, and in general, um, it's, it's a good time to think about specifically the language that we use and how important that is. The pronouns has been something that has uh, burst onto the scene um, in the past few years, how people are, um, I, I guess, identifying their pronouns, um, giving options of, of pronouns beyond the male and female pronouns. That's something that it's really important for Christians to think about, um, you know, how we confess the truth of scripture, um, even by what we're choosing to do with pronouns. So um, that's one thing to point out that's important. Another is language around, say, cisgender and transgender. There are people who will will say, you know, a Christian shouldn't really be using the word cisgender um, because um, that's confessing something and, and giving a legitimacy to something that is not in God's design. So, you know, that's something that, that's good for us to consider about how we adopt terms and language that the society has, has created with all of this confusion that's rampant out there. Another part of language that, that some of our guests will bring up is the, using language around um, purity or chastity and how the, the church is really doing well at, at talking about chastity. I think, too, our, a number of our guests talk about language around sexuality as if it were uh, an appetite. Um, you know, they, we say things like consuming, consuming um, things like you know, pornography, you know, or having an appetite or desire for something else. So that really strikes some interesting concepts for us to consider and think about how we talk about sexuality. You know, even sexuality has become a type of identity that people have, and that is also confusing because identity is something that God gives us. It's something that he, he makes us into, something that we, we don't have our identity based on something we consume. I mean, if, if we think about it with food, right, um, because I love to eat chocolate, <laughs> I don't become chocolate. And, and so these are some concepts for us to consider in, in regards to sexuality and, and how we describe our identity to people around us, as, particularly as Christians, as the baptized believers of God. I think perhaps, um, you know, as we wrap up, one of the the most important things to say in our time together is that as Christians, that the scriptures for us are paramount when it comes to taking on this issue. And so uh, what the Word of God says, he has final authority on the matter. And uh, as much as culture and political rights activists, as much as they can be persuasive in this argument, again, Christians must always remember that we are rooted and grounded in God's love and in God's created order for things. And so he is the authority on this. (laughs) Interestingly enough, Dr. Robert Kolb wrote a really good article in the October 23 issue of The Lutheran Witness. He says, Dietrich Bonhoeffer suggested that the most offensive words in scripture are its first words. In the beginning implies that the God who speaks everything into existence has priority over the humanity he has designed and produced. And he also says, since we are created, my creator exercises total responsibility for the shape of all he has made. He defines me. There is no successful escaping the boundaries for life that he has set. And as we go through this season, we talk about how these boundaries are for our good. These boundaries are good for us and for neighbor. 
Steph, I'm glad you brought up boundaries because it made me remember an analogy that I was taught about sexuality and um, and relating that to the, the concept of how we understand God's gifts and, and other gifts that he gives us, and in particular, an analogy with fire. Probably a lot of people have heard this or, or thought about it, but for those who haven't, you know, God gives us certain things that are beneficial and good, like fire. But with fire, it has to be contained for it to be beneficial and good. It needs to be in a fire ring. It needs to be in a fireplace. Um, and if fire um, gets out of those you know, protective boundaries, those, those safe places where we can harness um, it for, for good, to, um, to warm us, to cook food, if it goes beyond those, those um, protective barriers, then fire can be all-consuming and destroying. And sexuality is the same thing. God's good gift given to us, he's given us boundaries for it. He, he makes us male, he makes us female, and he's given us the act of, of sex to be in the boundary of marriage between a man and a woman. Um, so I think that that is a really great concept for us to con- consider that, that God's good gifts do have constraints. Many of them do. Um, and sexuality is one of those that he puts specific boundaries for our own good around it. Yeah, super good point. I think that listeners, as they go through this season in in order, will hear every single one of our guests reiterate that point, that what Christians believe about sexuality, we believe based on God's design for man and woman and the law that he has created for us and the law is good. Finally, when our listeners are listening to all of these episodes, to these interviews, um, We hope that what they'll consider, what you will consider, our listeners, is that if you can put a face to one of these topics, if you happen to know someone who is struggling with homosexuality or an adolescent who is confused about their feelings about their gender they were given at birth, we want you to try to think of those those faces in your mind and try to remember that all of these people are people for whom Christ died when we can remember that everyone, even those with whom we have disagreements, are people for whom Christ died, we can approach this with compassion, with humility, with gentleness, and with care. And so that's the kind of attitude and posture we're hoping to bring to this conversation. And these people that we're thinking of, that we love, who come to mind on these topics, you know, we certainly want to love them by sharing the truth with them. Um, that's something that God has, has done for us. He's put specific people around us for us to serve and, and to care for. Well, the, the very best thing that we can want for them, God's truth, is something we certainly can be praying for that, that uh, in the confusion that might be running rampant in um, society um, that might manifest in their lives, that that they, you know, our prayer is that, that people would come to repentance um, and into a knowledge of the truth. And then they can, in, in repentance, then receive the full and loving forgiveness of our Lord. And, you know, in these vocations that we have, whether it's friends, family members, uh, other loved ones, we can share with them, teach them. It, with children, we're, we're able to, you know, have a, a very much an, an upstream approach or, you know, early on to be talking with them. But even for people all throughout life, um, if they're confused, we can um, be witnessing to them, teaching them. You know, First Peter chapter three talks about always being prepared to give a reason for the hope that we have within us, and and that is true when it comes to these sexuality topics. That's a witness that we can have, and there's certainly resources that the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has created to help people. You know, everyone his witness is an 
evangelism program, the official evangelism program of our church body. And they've created special modules about you know, witnessing to people who identify as LGBTQ+. Those are resources that are available you know, to be prepared to give a hope for the reason that we have. Also, we're creating new things. We've got a created male and female initiative, a task force and staff creating resources and seeking out contributors and authors for resources that will um, speak to the, the needs that our congregation members and church workers have on sexuality. So, you know, be looking for more resources to be available in the, the near future. For the most part, those will be available on our website, lcms.org. So without further ado, listeners, we hope that you just continue clicking next to each episode and enjoy learning from the really wise people that we've been able to have on as guests. Thanks so much, Tiffany, for helping me introduce this season, too. We're really excited about it. We're excited for you, our listeners, to, to learn and to experience it. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. Don't forget to click the follow or subscribe button so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Friends for Life LCMS. And finally, listeners, we want to hear from you. Do you have an idea about a guest you'd like to hear from or a topic you want talked about in our next season? Email us at friendsforlife at lcms.org. We want to hear from you about what you want to hear about when it comes to issues of life. Thanks for joining us. Friends for Life is a podcast that discusses the life God has given and the people he has called you to serve right where you are in God's mission.